0: make sure he stopped by the he tabletop came, podcast he came to
1: my food truck and i didn't want to do like the hell out of food junkie guy he did he came the other day we we're at forts and he came like let me do a little i was like man can somebody else do it he's like you're the owner i'm like yeah come on well believe it or not
0: i have up seeing that video too and i started laughing i was like he got a hold of you i remember you saying that he wanted to get a hold he's of you
1: been, he's been willing to come Just a lot I of people to want to it. come yeah a lot of people want to come but uh he don't, he don't like the camera. I hate that I don't like the camera. Yeah, for sure. I showcase my stuff or whatever,
0: but... There you go. Yeah. John Ortiz, first of all, welcome to episode, believe it or not, thirty-six of the Table Talk podcast. First of all, uh, welcome back to the big sis. She hasn't been here in a minute. Sada hasn't been here, too. You know, but she's been traveling the States and stuff, and it's been over a month, believe it or not, since y'all been at this table. Time flies, you know. Yeah. Last time we were here, we were with the Qahwa house owner, Ibrahim. And, uh, you know, now we're with a couple of other business owners. We got John Ortiz from Hibachi Me 313. And then we have Ayana Adam from Jador Laser. And we're going to get into them, introduce them. They're going to tell us a little bit about themselves. Again, this is episode 36 of the Table Talk podcast. We're talking to unique small businesses, people that own different businesses and are successful in the business world, doing their thing. You know, we want to talk about a couple different things that they do, why they opened up and stuff like that. But before we get into that, gotta give a couple shout outs to um, our sponsors of the show. Today's sponsor is Balkan House Restaurant and give to game We're going to start off with the Balkan House Restaurant. They're famous for their donut kebab sandwich. They serve breakfast. All their food is halal. Service is A1. Always giving back to the community. Shout out to Juma. Shout out to Hassan. Shout out to everyone over there at the Balkan House Restaurant. Their Hamtramck location is 3028 Kniff Street, Hamtramck, Michigan, and their Ferndale location is 314 West Namaa Road, Ferndale, Michigan. If you ever want to stop by for some Balkan food, it's definitely uh, the Balkan House restaurant. All right? So first, before I introduce the guests and let them talk, be welcome back. How you been? You know, people want to know how you've been doing and stuff like that. How's everything? <laughs> no, we're
2: good. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. The weather's getting better, you know? It's all that matters.
0: Yep. Busy. Busy. You know, pick a date, another unique small business. Feel free to chime in about that, too. Uh, then you got Sada Thabit. You know, how are you, Sada? Alhamdulillah. You
2: guys are making me want to jump into a business. I got to figure out what's <laughs> my uh, What's my hobby? And make
0: it into business and make money with it. There you go. go. Well, you got the right people at the table. Very inspiring,
2: yeah. You know,
0: they're going going, going to give you some, hopefully, some advice and some stuff that you can do. So uh, let's start off with the guest, Ayana. We can start off with you. You want to go ahead and maybe introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what do you do? If you went to school, if you didn't go to school, anything like that. So go ahead and introduce yourself.
3: So I'm Ayana. Thanks for having me here. Definitely feel more comfortable, obviously, being on the show with these two here. I feel like I'm just with my family, like, talking per usual. Um, But, yeah, I'm the owner of Jador Laser and Aesthetics. I've been operating since last August. Um, Definitely not what I expected to be doing. I, like, never thought in a million years I would (laughs) be a laser hair removal technician. But um, I was in college for health administration, and then, you know, COVID happened. I just felt like there were so many changes, and my life and um I don't know like I just my dad always told me the best way to start a business is to find the a problem and then the solution for it so I felt like there were so many problems in that industry so I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it myself and then I found a program that I liked it was actually in Dallas so I went to Texas Laser Institute and
0: Okay. Here you are, yes. all right. So I cannot continue the show unless we have, uh, both of the guests have to scoot over. We gotta make sure we got them on the show. So Sada, you need to scoot a little bit, making sure that people see who it is that's talking before we continue on with the show. But thank you for sharing that and for introducing yourself. And then you got my man, John Ortiz in the building, Hibachi Me 313. Tell us a little bit about yourself, John, by the
1: way. Um, my name is John Ortiz. I'm the owner of Habachi uh, Me 313. Um, we got two food trucks. Uh, we're, right now we have one open in Detroit. We have another one coming to Dearborn, uh, we're going to be on uh, 5074 Greenfield at the Sunoco. Um, hopefully next week, like next Monday we'll be opening up. We were out there uh, during Ramadan, just but that was just for the month of Ramadan. Um, I was using one trailer for both locations, so my my new trailer will be ready um, by next week. So we'll be out there full time during the day, not during nighttime anymore. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm i I'm from Detroit originally. I moved to Dearborn when I was about about four years old, and I just been back and forth ever since. My mom stayed in Dearborn, my dad lived in Detroit. I live with my dad, you know. But I was just back and forth, so that's why I got both of my trucks. Dearborn, Detroit, close to each other.
0: Well, let me ask you this question: What made you want to move, like your food, from making it halal? Like you decided to turn your food into halal, and and why did you want to do that?
1: Um, just you know, I grew up in Dearborn. I went to Dearborn schools. Uh, I, my sister is Muslim. I got two Muslim nieces. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, they only eat, eat halal. You know, when I would open my business, I was uh. That's what I was hanging out more, you know, I had nothing to do, you know, so I was like I was around more people that are Muslim, they ate halal meat, and they're like, oh, if you're going to do it, do this. My brother, he uh, he works at um, a spot in Dearborn, and they sell hibachi, and it's halal, and I was like, alright, I plan on coming to Dearborn because it's close to home. I live in Dearborn, so, you know, it just, it just makes sense. And then my sister, she was like, you have to. There's no way you cannot do it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got you. Yeah. So it was a no-brainer, and I, I got a good uh, the place I get my meat from. I get my meat from sides so meat market. So I got introduced to them, and I checked them out, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is where I want to. you know I tried other stuff, and I've been halal since the beginning, but I tried other places, but um, nothing's easier than just calling them and they just show up at my doorstep, right. bam whatever i need you know yeah so. yeah and, and, and yana you mentioned something I, I think you said
0: about your dad what was that uh quote that he said that's a very good quote by the way i wanted you to repeat it
3: um i think it was something along the lines of the best way to start a business is to find the problem find a problem and then the solution
0: yeah so. i, I, I like that I quote a lot uh shout out to Hakim, a uh, great guy by the way um always looking out always giving you know i remember uh, we had the uh, Hamtramck versus Dearborn basketball game. By the way, Hamtramck won. I ain't going to talk smack <laughs> to him. I ain't going to talk smack to him, by the way. I was like, you know, I'm going to leave until one day I'm going to see him and I'm going to mention yeah, it. I see, uh, man. I was mad. Yeah, I'm but... Glad i I couldn't make it. I'm not uh, yeah, it's all right, man. It was man. a great turnout. But it was nice. It was yeah, fun. I I man. It was fun. But, um, you know, he just... Texting me like I got a like a notification that you know I'm I'm not gonna say the specific number I'm not trying to get his egg away but he's always willing to donate and and I appreciate him and so definitely give a shout out to Hakeem um, and like I said feel free to chime in whenever you guys want you know if there's a question you want to ask but I'm gonna go ahead now with you John I'm gonna start off with you um, what made you want to open up your business like hibachi on a food truck you know that's usually rare people hibachi they see. They go somewhere, you know, the only hibachi I could think of is, uh, what's that famous one, Benihana's. Yeah. You know, I don't know any really other ones like that. But you decided, hey, I'm going to open up a food truck. What made you want to do that? What's hibachi, by the way?
1: A um, food truck is something I always wanted to do since I was, like, you know, coming out of high school. When I was coming out of high school, they had a food truck opened up by me. And uh, I was like, man, this is a good concept. You know, I, I, I always cooked. I always wanted to cook, but I was like a uh, food truck. You know, I don't want to be stuck in one spot. I can have a food truck. If it dies out here, I can go here. You know, mm-hmm. and my dad and my aunt and it was like a, a lot of people in my family. You know, we talked about it. Like, hey, we need to get a food truck because a lot of people, older people in our family cook good. We need to get a food truck and throw the older people in the food truck and I, I bet it'll do good. So uh, it's something I always wanted to do, but the hibachi is just. Uh, it was, you where I'm at in southwest Detroit, there's a taco truck on every other corner. Mm-hmm. Like, before we came here, I was like, yo, let's get some tacos real quick. You we know? <laughs> were leaving my food truck. And I was like, uh, there's, just turn, go around the corner. There's four food trucks on four different, a two-block radius. There's four food trucks. I was like, we're going to catch one of them. And so I was when I got the food truck, I said, man, uh, I can't do f- tacos, you know. Not even Mexican, you know. So yeah. I said, All right, we always wanted to do uh a Puerto Rican food truck and then I, I said, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of their food's pork, you know? Don't get me wrong, you know, I, I eat it. I eat some of it, you know, I try not to but I was like, ah, I don't wanna do the same thing everybody's doing. It's all the same stuff, you know. So
2: like burgers, eat, tacos burgers, yeah.
1: tacos, wings, mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and uh I had a couple other ideas but I was in the other place you are just talking about, and uh, with my son, he was oh, I want the chicken fried rice, and they mm-hmm. do the tricks, and all right, so we were go there often, and then finally I went, and I was like, man, look, I'm not bringing you back here. This, this is you making me spend 150 dollars, yeah. and it's not even like dude didn't do one trick. Right. No, like, <laughs> not, it's the same one. things over and over again. It's a like, train. Man, it's the yeah. heart. You know. Yeah, but they didn't do. He didn't do none of that. Oh, and I man. was like, yeah. and The lady next to me, she uh, she had a big afro. Right, she had a brace all over Oh, her. heck yeah. She had rice because he was flipping rice and he just didn't care. He was just... And I'm like, no, you know, we're not coming back here. Don't ask me to come back here. And I had the food truck, but I still was thinking what am I going to do with my food truck? So it was like, I swear it was like a movie. I was like, look, when you want a hibachi, I'll cook it on my like, food truck, you know? And then it was like a light bulb. It was like, bing. And I was like, no, that's what you're going to do with your truck because where I'm at, in Southwest Detroit, like, there's only one hibachi restaurant in Detroit, period, and they're all the way on six mile, you know. So, I, I thought about it right there, and I was like, Thank you for bringing me here today because now I know what I'm gonna do. And I just looked into it a little bit more in Michigan and I started like studying it. And there's only one other truck that did it, and they only do uh, wraps. They do hibachi rice with the meat, and then they put it in a wrap. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, there's none around. I need something different, and I think it's going to work. And it went crazy. I opened up for two days for a soft opening because my wife, uh, I was being, I had the truck. I said, all right, I'm going to chill for the summer, and I'm going to do it after the winter. I'm going to start start up next year fresh. She put the name. When I finally, it took me months to figure out the name, she put my name out there in it's hibachi B. so i said man why'd you do that somebody's gonna take my idea i'm mm-hmm. trying to trying I can to relax that. i'm trying to mm-hmm. relax you know for a couple months and i was like man i gotta do something now because if not i wait six months somebody's oh gonna God. come out with a truck and it's gonna be hibachi right. you know so i did a soft opening two days two days only it was saturday and sunday and the turnout was like pfft, crazy and i told everybody all right well sunday came and i was like all right well." we'll be back after the winter and everybody was like no no we what need do you to. mean yeah. like you can't do that to us just come out here and bam where i'm at all the restaurants from from no all the restaurants in our neighborhood are pretty much closed down yeah. you know and you there's a lot of food trucks so they're like man you can't bring this to the neighborhood and not bring it back just leave us so i was like, all right well next weekend i'll come out saturday and sunday And then that week I did. It was crazy. So I was like, all right, next week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Next thing you know, I was going Thursday, (laughs) Wednesday to Sunday. And it was just five days. We haven't stopped since then.
0: And by the way, for those that don't know, man, food, A1. All
1: right, A1 food. And
0: the best part about it is reasonable prices, too. I mean, it's hibachi at the end of the day, but very reasonable prices, man. That's why I respect it. And especially for those that are Muslim, it's halal food, man. It's halal food, too, so yeah. definitely it's delicious, A1. So I do want
1: to ask, do you do the tricks? Nah. <laughs> uh, like I tell everybody from the beginning, I'm like, uh, I can throw some shrimp tails at you and try and double if you want, but I don't do no tricks, buddy. But it's going to be like magic when you eat my food, I promise you that. Yeah, do you cater as well?
2: Are you? Are
1: you... I do catering. Uh, I do events. That's why I got my second truck, because... I got so many people overwhelming me with these graduation parties and stuff. Yes. And when where I'm at, my location I'm at, I never moved. We started in October, October 28th, of 2020, and I never moved from that spot. You know, so now I got a truck, and everybody's like, "Oh, come do my party, come do this." But I'm doing really good. So it's like, if I was to leave and say, "Hey, I'm gonna go over here do this party," and then my customers that held me down for like two years, almost already, we're a year and a half in. Then I'm basically telling them like forget you. you yeah. Know? So like, so
2: Um, how did you teach yourself how to make hibachi? Did you just like go on YouTube or do you have
1: like a family? No, I I uh, I cook. But another thing is like, a lot of my family worked at Vinianna. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of my people. Uh, worked there, right? And then my sister, she used to always <laughs> make real? the rice. She used to right. always make the rice, and uh, I, I stole her the idea. It's a family I stole business. Stole her ideas. And, uh, so yeah. That's what my people say. They say you stole your sister's idea because she used to work there and she used to always make the rice. She she brought that into our family. Everybody's like, oh my angel, she knows how to make the rice. Can you make the rice? You know. So me, I never made it. What I did was, I you know. I just studied it, you know, like, not like I went on YouTube, like, I might have went back over there like once or twice just to see mm-hmm. how they do what they do and I'm like, this is easy. You got it in bed. This is easy. I know how to cook. Yeah, natural so I cook. So know, I know what I put out is going to be good. Yeah. I don't got to do tricks though. I'm not here to do <laughs> tricks and all that stuff, so people call like, oh, can you come to my backyard and do the trick? I'm like, no. I, I know somebody who does hibachi and they'll come to your backyard and do all that, so You know, I don't hate on nobody's hustle, you know. So I hook up people. Hey, I know somebody who does it. He'll come straight to you. If I come, I'm bringing my truck, and I got a minimum, you know. I I don't really do events. I did the Fortson event just to help out Mike because he's the coach over there, and I'm going to be at his gas station, and he's telling me all about it. So I said, you know, I'll do it. I did a favor for him, but I only do, like, prepaid events. Yeah. I don't like taking a chance if I leave my spot where I'm, got good money I'm gonna yeah. make you know yeah. to to maybe make something so
0: he's talking about the 14 100 year anniversary that yeah. just happened this past week correct it just happened last week or was yeah. no, it? it was this weekend
1: Saturday Saturday This it past
0: weekend yeah so they had a hundred anniversary uh, same question for you Ayana uh, what made you want to start and open up I know you kind of touched on it saying you want to do something that you know that was different and that people needed but I, if you want to you know dive into a little bit more. What made you want to start and open up uh, Jador Laser? Um,
3: well, first and foremost, I want to say I really respect that he decided to made the decision to get a second food truck to not leave. Like I caught yeah. that, and I thought that's that's so like I respect that a lot. I love yeah. when people don't kind of forget like where you know you kind of came yeah, from. They what they helped know. you yeah. like get I there? You them. know, um, I'm actually mm-hmm. thinking about maybe moving like out of the state so it's been like a big yeah like I really want to move to Texas like within a year we're like we want so to do it nice nice um but like my business has been stressing me out I'm like I, ca- I cannot like just pick up my business and leave it like yeah. I just can't do it like, like your baby literally. like my baby cultivated you know <laughs> made it out of nothing quite literally but um, right. um so I feel like growing up I always just I mean, me alone, I'm unconventional as hell, like, (laughs) me as a person, so it's, like, there was no way, like, I knew from a very young age, like, I was going to do something, I didn't know I was going to be, like, a laser person, but, like, I knew that I was going to eventually have my own business of some sort, and, you know, I do, like, I brought up my dad already once, but it's, like, that guy literally, like, paved the road for me to want to um, be a business owner, like, I would see, like, my mom's side of the family, and then, you guys know, like, I'm half Mexican, and like seeing them, like, just like work so hard, and it's like you're still barely like making it. You know what I mean? And then like I see my dad, and it's like he worked you know, he they also came from nothing, but it's like financial freedom and really like you know paving your own way. It's just like I don't know, like working smarter, not harder type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, being your own boss. Being your own boss, like seeing that, like, hey, like my dad can, like, if you want to, like, just go come pick me up, and, like, we can just go to the park and, like, do whatever, where it's, like, you know, like, from my mom's side, I would be, like, you know, it's work, 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 you have a boss, you have people that you, you know, you have to answer to, and it's, like, you're your own boss, you don't really have to do that. Obviously, it's, you know, with great, reward it comes great responsibility, it's still a huge responsibility, and, you know, but it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, you are your own boss, Um but what really start, I definitely wanted to do something, but I just, didn't really know what and like thinking like I would brainstorm and think like what do I want to do what do I want to like what do I want to open what's what's even possible like I don't have a degree yet I don't have like money to be able to invest into something that would be you know like if you you know be able to just go open something you know what I mean it just doesn't and I feel like especially being a female and like being young like even if I wanted to go to like investor and be like hey do this thing, you know what I mean? Like I have this great idea. It's, I feel like nobody's gonna like really take—not nobody, but it's like it was very, very hard for me to like even come across someone that would even like give me the opportunity to hear me out. Mm-hmm. And it's like even with my dad, like I like I've seen this guy have like dozens of businesses, and it's like not all of them were successful, but it's like at the end of the day, like he tried. Like he would open something, close, like it would close, it would open, close. Like, but I would see him like give it a shot, you know? And it, and it wasn't like normal. Risking it, yeah. You like you really have to, you know, take risks sometimes and. You know, it's like this guy would not like. I remember even like from the beginning, like one of his first businesses when I was younger. I, I remember because like I fell in front of the building and I got a scar. <laughs> Q, like went through my hand and I got a scar. So was, like I never forget. It. But it was like Munch and Crunch. It was like a pizza but ice cream place. It was like it just was like never conventional. And I think one of the other places was like a tanning salon. I was like, what Yemeni person do you know that owns a tanning salon? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So bottom line is I, like I'm brainstorming. I'm like, what do I want to do? And then. <clears throat> Um, I mean, they know this, but I actually got laser hair removal done, like, before, like, on myself, and I got bad experience after bad experience, and there's so many people that I know that just kept getting these bad experiences, you know, something that's, like, not taken seriously. It's, at the end of the day, it's a medical device. You have to work with the um, physician. You have to, I'm contracted with the physician, um... I just felt like people were not taking it seriously. Like, you're literally burning people left and right. I got burned so bad. Um, and I was like, you know what? Maybe it's my area. So I was like, I went I went to West Bloomfield, to a place in West Bloomfield. I was like, you know what? Like, they're, they're legit. They know what they're doing. They burned me even worse. Like, so bad to the point. And it's like the lady didn't even have proper, um, like, not to knock anybody's business, but it's like they didn't even have proper protocol of, like, what to do if it did happen. Like, she ended up wrapping the burns in plastic wrap. And, like, I'm thinking, like, she knows what she's doing. Like, that's the right thing to do. She, like, she put ultrasound gel she wrapped it in plastic. But ultimately, that only, um... Ignited the... Yeah, like, it literally was, like, cooking. <laughs> And it was like I, I'm driving, and it's just like my legs are burning, and it's just like getting worse and worse and worse. And then I ended up getting into an accident because like it oh <laughs> just was like one thing after another. Um, I end up like rear-ending this lady in front of me, and she, and
2: she comes out and she's like yelling at me, and I'm just
3: like <laughs> I'm burning, I'm burning, like, I'm burning. She just was like, okay, she just like left me alone. <laughs> but I was like, okay, one, the safety, like that's a huge problem. Like I see this problem that needs to be fixed. Um two i realized that a lot of the businesses uh laser businesses that were open were you know ran by arab um you know lebanese iraqi whatever the case is but there was this issue where i felt like my people and i 100 percent treat all my clients the same i don't care if you're you know you're white you're yemeni you're but it doesn't matter you know everybody gets the same treatment but i felt like at a lot of places where you would go um, people were really, like, prioritizing, I guess, their own people, like, you know what I mean? Like, Yemeni over, like, if, if you go to a Lebanese own place, like, a lot of the times I felt like, you know, it just wasn't the same treatment, and I felt like the Yemeni community made a lot of, um, what is it, a lot of the clientele for a lot of these businesses, and I felt like, we, like we're going out here and we're paying money um it's not like we're getting these services for free and it's like it's a luxury service it's expensive Mm -hmm. and um I just felt like we weren't getting like what we deserve like with the respect um with going and getting these services done so I felt like that was the biggest um reason why I wanted to open my business because I felt like I wanted to give my people and all people um that sense of security and like you're you know you're paying for the service you're going to get the best service and you're going to be
1: you know really satisfied. cared about
3: and satisfied you're gonna get results it's gonna be safe i mean i turn away like my clients know like we go over a series of like you know 12 questions before every single appointment if any of these questions that they answer yes to like sun exposure you can't be in the sun for appointment. like whatever the case is like I, I turn them away like i send them home like i don't i don't want anybody. very honest with i you. don't want anybody's money like i turn away probably i want to say like 20 percent of my clients that come and they want to like laser certain air, certain parts of their bodies and it's like not everybody's a good candidate so just being honest with them and turning them away, it's um it's rewarding. Like I feel like it's not even about the money. Like alhamdulillah, like it's definitely a great business. But at the end of the day, like it's so much more than that. It's really for you know you're seeing people <clears throat> in their most like vulnerable state. Like you're they, they literally so many of my clients. Like nobody has like I'm the only person that I've seen these people in like these vulnerable positions. Like you see people's scars. You see people's insecurities. And you know like you you it's a therapy room. It's like it's it's crazy, but it's the most it's definitely rewarding. So I think that's yeah, definitely why I started. <laughs>
0: well both of you guys shared your stories and uh, the basically um, the crowd right now, making sure that the crowd is not sleeping. And I think they are sleeping right now. They gotta make sure the crowd is not sleeping on this other. <laughs> to be just... They don't wanna give a round of applause. Well we <laughs> wanna give <laughs> a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry about that. I thank you for both sharing your stories. I think it's a good time for you. I bet too. I want to hear you know because it's a good time to talk about Pick a Day, right? Pick a Day. Uh, you know, you can tell us about it. I don't think we ever really like gave it like a proper um, you know going into the story in detail. You. So Pick yeah. a Day, you want to tell people a little bit about Pick a Day?
2: I can relate to what you said because um, when I initially started, and, and to you as well, it was during COVID. I teach. I teach first grade. I'm I'm a teacher at um, at heart before um, Pick a Day started. And uh, the COVID happened, we were at home, um, I was done with school, I was bored, I was on TikTok, like, literally, and I seen this girl on uh, in California um, start these picnics, these luxury picnics, and I'm like, bro, I can do that. I was like, I can do that, you know what I'm saying? So I started off with uh, two people, and I wanted to test trial with my brother and his wife for his birthday, and... Um, she, you know, I did it for her, but I didn't want to start. Like, I just wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. practice. And then she posted it on Instagram or on Snapchat. And I'm like, oh, my oh, well, God, now I have to start.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so literally yeah.
2: that night I made an Instagram. I was sitting on the, on his chair, and I came up with the name, like, pick a Day," like, pick a nick, like, Pic, I mean, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah. and after that, it's been like thing after thing, and now like um, I do birthdays, anniversaries, and en- engagements. I do balloon garlands. It literally went from just a picnic for literally. two people to now she's just like. Twenty-five up to up to thirty to fifty, depending yeah. on if you want tables and chairs. Like now, it's a whole full-on decorating business.
1: So do you do like the little picnics and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Of people yep. do that. That's nice. Yeah, very nice. So and I believe
2: I am the first one in Michigan. I
1: started <laughs> January 2020.
2: <laughs> in the winter, doing it at home because usually they do it outside only. But I, I do yeah, yeah. it at home. So yeah, yeah, indoors, well. outdoors, and hers yeah. is just so very luxurious. Yeah. It's so they're so
3: nice. I, I do want to say that Abid has done picnic. For me before too and she's amazing like i've grown up seeing abid be like like literally my big sister um so i'm so proud of
2: her like you said listen I, i'm proud of you <laughs> stop and i've been in one of her sessions like honestly it's it's <laughs> relaxing and it's definitely therapy for sure well you could easily feel comfortable in her presence yeah, listen if we are gonna
0: start getting emotional here let me know right now i already get the napkins yeah. ready and stuff all right <laughs> So uh, what are some of the items that you sell or service to your customers and clients? Like you want to just maybe run through it, start up with you. What are some stuff that you do?
3: So I basically just do laser hair removal services. I also do varicose vein removal, which is pretty cool. Um, I kept my name as Jador Laser and Aesthetics, just in case there's like room to grow. Um, I actually just got a new suite in Cosmo Salon Studios. I just got my keys today. I'm so happy about it. Um, It's in like downtown West Dearborn.
2: So, it's really nice. And yeah. that's, nice. that's like a, a lo- like a loft for different sections. Yeah, for different- yeah. it's literally right next to
3: the house. So oh, no I guess, way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. just going to like, recycle my money. They're going to
0: take all your money. <laughs> <Yeah. out>. They're <laughs> going to take all your money. That's awesome. How about you, John? Uh What do you sell at Hibachi 313? Oh, uh, food. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um,
1: so, I did the Hibachi menu, and I know like, you can't just stick to just about So, mm. although I, I really can, I've done it as sometimes like, you know, where I, there's no chicken wings. It's crazy out here trying to shop, you know, sometimes there's no chicken wings. Yeah. I can't get no yeah. chicken wings, so I can't bring you guys no chicken wings. So today <laughs> we don't got chicken wings, you know. And I do, um, so I added a couple things to my menu. I tested a lot of stuff out in the beginning, you know, I was doing funnel cakes and all that stuff. Uh, I still do them from time to time, but we have, uh, we got a hibachi menu. It's um chicken, steak, shrimp. We do lobster tails sometimes, and salmon. Yeah. Um, that comes with the rice and the vegetables. Um, then I added some fry. I added uh, some fries. You know, not not too many people are know about them. You know, like when my sister heard them, she or heard about them. She said, "Oh, that sounds disgusting." You know? <laughs> so I take we take um really good. They're really good, like beer batter fries. Uh, we put alfredo sauce, any meat of your choice, um, green onion, and parmesan on top. Oh, man, you're making
2: me hungry. I know. I'll tell you, I real tall. I
1: you trying to, But wait, hold it, on. It's did, A1, you, one, did you man. drive the truck here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're out there right now. Though they're out there right now working. I was working until Sounds about so four. But yeah, so the, we do alfredo fry, and you can get whatever meat you want out I don't care. Um, I have a question. Do
0: you
2: have any
1: noodles? We just started doing noodles, mm-hmm. so my old, the older truck that I had. That I started with, um, I didn't have a big enough grill to do noodles. Like Mm. I get, it gets busy, so sometimes my whole grill is full, and the noodles I didn't have the fridge space. I don't have Mm. real big fridges in that one. The new one I got, I do. So when I brought the new one out, I added noodles to the menu. Are you
2: going to be
1: at the new spot? We're gonna be
2: specifically um,
1: in, in Dearborn. That's going to have the new truck, so the Dearborn location will have the noodles. Okay. So um, we don't Can't do, wait. like, we do, like, side of noodles. I don't do, like, you can get noodles instead of rice because mm. it's already, it gets really crazy at that truck. So yeah. I don't have time to be, and I don't have a warmer, like, to put a whole bunch of, pre, we don't pre-make our stuff. Mm-hmm. I make it right there. So if you order noodles, I got the noodles that are just come fresh out the pot, and I'm making your noodles with whatever right there. I don't, like. I don't pre make nothing. We, we pre make rice. I, I fill my rice warmer up, but that's about it. I, everything comes fresh, you know? Yeah. What bad.
2: is your favorite thing to make?
1: Nothing. I hate cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you hate I cooking but you know how to no, cook? I love cooking. I've been cooking my uh, whole yeah. life, but now? Oh my God. No. Okay, what
2: was your favorite? Like, uh, I, I,
1: cook, I cook what I can cook, you know? M- me personally, if you come to my truck, my favorite thing to make Yeah. steak and shrimp because it's. Quick, you know, it's fast. I can have it to you in like seven minutes and that's my favorite, you know. I'm spoiled now, so I don't like eating chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want no chicken. I want it. it's fillet mignon, you know. Yeah. We don't do New York strip like oh, all these yeah. other hibachi mm-hmm. places and stuff. We don't even give you the option, you know. I don't even want to bother with that, that tough bad. steak, you know. You so I, I just get the best. <laughs> I get the best meat that I can bring to the table doing hibachi, you know, and that's why I like my steak. Quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, I heard there's a food truck thing going on this week, Is that true? Like, Did you hear about that? Or I heard, yeah, I
1: heard something. Uh, well, no, they're starting downtown. They do uh, the food trucks in Campus Marshes and stuff oh, okay. from like 11 to 3, and they have a lot of different food trucks come out, uh, some taco trucks from my neighborhood. The one, a matter of fact, the taco truck that really, the one I told you about, I went to the taco truck when I was like 17, 18, mm-hmm. that truck, they got three now. And I know the owner and I know everybody, I know the whole family because they're from my neighborhood, but they're down there. Uh, it's called Los Dos Amigos and they got a taco truck down there. And I know a couple of, I know now that I'm doing this, I know everybody who's got a food truck in Detroit. Yep, It's they're a community, born. huh? Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. They stick together too. All right, well, um, I'm going to give a shout out
0: to the second sponsor of today, um, and then we can move on. The second sponsor is give to gain uh, give to gain is a nonprofit organization that sponsors orphans in Yemen. 100% of all their donations go to the less fortunate. Uh, they wanted to make sure that everybody that donates out there, they appreciate you. Uh, for those of you that are wondering why Yemen, is the largest humanitarian crisis and aid operation. 5 million people are at risk of famine. 15 million people need water or sanitation support. Uh, so if you're looking to donate, their Venmo is at Give, number 2, Gain. Their Zelle is 313-445-8638. And their Cash App is the money symbol, Give, number 2, Gain. Uh, shout out to Rico for uh, helping us shed light on this situation. Um, the reason why I mentioned this is because um, during the month of Ramadan, uh, the Dearborn community, the Muslim community, and our community uh, lost uh, a great soul, Alain Hamam, Muhammad Saleh, uh, due to a tragic motorcycle accident. Uh, Mo was a close friend of yours, John, um, and you know, to honor him, you decided to give away free food for a night to anyone who stopped by your food truck. Uh, what made you
1: feel like you needed to do that for him and for the community? Um, uh, first off, I didn't. It, it, that's not how it came about. Um, I, I went to the funeral, and uh, I go to, to Muslim funerals. I have lost a lot of friends that are Muslim. Mm-hmm. So, um, just cause I'm not Muslim, I'm not gonna go, not go to the funeral, you know, so I go in there and uh, I pray, but like last time when I went, he said, you can pray however you pray. You don't have to pray how we pray, cause obviously I don't know how you guys pray, you know. Yeah. So he said, you know, he noticed that there was a couple people, he said, anybody in here, when we pray, you pray however you want. Say your own prayer, but we're, we're gonna pray now, you know. So I went to his uh, funeral and expecting to donate, you know. And when I got there, um, his brother came up to me and he's just like, here. And I'm like, what, what are you doing, you know? He's like, feed as many people as you can. So I'm like, take this money, you know? I can feed people out of my pocket. I was gonna. I came here to donate, Get. you know? I don't want this. He's like, no, I'm not taking it, you know? I'm like, bro, take this money, man. I don't want this money. He said, please, just feed as many people as you can. Can you do that for me? And I'm like... I mean, yeah, I could do that. You know, why not? All I got to do is just volunteer my time. And so I went and uh, got everything lined up. And I could have, like, you know, he gave me this much money, I'm going to sell this many plates. But I was like, no. And some people I work with, they were like, oh, we're we working that day. I said, look, if you can work, you're going to have to work for free. Like, I'm donating my time. You know, I'm going out here on a Saturday night where I could have made good money. You know, I was like, but I'm not even selling food i'm just giving out free so i went and got the most uh economical i went and got chicken i got a bunch of chicken and i said all right i'm gonna make a whole bunch of food and just you know pass out free food that night and uh, a lot of people came and they're like no here i'm gonna give you money i don't want to know but i was still here you're taking free dinner i don't care you're taking home to somebody so yeah fed as many people as i could that night that's how it went down the, the, and he kept it real too. Yeah. He kept it real too, you know. And like I, I,
0: appreciate him saying that because you know people could have just let it slide by and just yeah, let it go. Yeah. So you know, you do not gonna take share. credit for nothing. that no. they
1: do. I mean I did, I did, I, I did, I did. You know my part. I tried to. They wouldn't let me donate that. I don't know that death funeral. Nobody donated. They didn't. I don't know why, but I guess they they raised a lot of money for the water wells uh, and yeah. what was it in uh, Yemen and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so.
2: Like, that's like the new um wave like, and I don't say I love that. It's the best thing to do. Yeah, like, yeah that's the great. Continuous... it's like four
1: grand for yeah. one and I think my boy Mo, he's probably at like a hundred thousand already. So yeah. he's got yeah. forty water wells that just him wow. alone, you know. And
0: the water is something that you can always donate and it's constant like you said, continuous yeah. and non stop. So you know, I wanted to share that man because this is something that I saw him doing and obviously John is always giving out to other places as well. So Definitely wanted to uh, share that story. Appreciate the guy that he is, uh, and I, I, you know, again, thank you for sharing that and even being real too, and and mentioning what you did mention. Um, I didn't ask you what are some of the items and services that you do with Piccadilly. I mean, I know kind of it's pretty simple, but like, can you give us like different kinds of picnics that you've done, maybe so people can have an idea? of What are some of the stuff that you do? Or parties.
2: So, uh, picnic-wise, I do up to thirty people. Any theme. Um, a lot of people are saying, uh, would ask me like, oh, do you have packages?" I do any theme. So, anything, let me know. I work with budgets. Um, I do dessert tables. Um, I do wood paneling, like a personalized wood paneling. Um, balloon garlands of all kinds. I've worked with many schools with arches and and sort of that sort. Um, I've done parties up to sixty people, but that's with like tables and chairs. Um yeah, just basically contact me and I can help you.
0: You know I'm like open birthdays, to... uh, yeah, Valentine's Day anniversaries,
2: and... graduation graduation season right now. Um yeah, I just don't I don't like I don't do weddings. I don't do weddings. Yeah. like if they're that's having a, good, a, a, I've I've done I've done, I've done like one I've done I, I'm doing one for my friend but that's because she's my friend. Yeah. But um I don't I just bride like brides and all like I just don't want to be I don't <laughs> want to be <laughs> in charge <laughs> of that.
1: You know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but any
2: celebration, literally anything, um, you know, even grand openings, like stuff like that too. So, like just anything in particular.
0: All right, Ayana, next question goes to you. What's the hardest part about owning your business?
2: Um,
3: hardest part about owning my business, I would say definitely not the work. I love the work. Love the work. Love making people feel comfortable. Love, you know, talking to people day to day. That's amazing. Um, I would say the hardest part is, you know, like with being your own boss, like you're going to have to miss out on things sometimes. You're going to have to work late. You're going to have to work early you're gonna have to put on all those extra hours and you know miss birthdays miss parties sometimes because you know sometimes <clears throat> I mean I don't work that late sometimes but I do have my late days where, and I would say where I'm leaving at like 8 o'clock at night you know it's pretty late but if I'm working pretty much all day sometimes like I'm just gonna be tired and like I owe it to myself to just take a break you know what I mean and relax so I would say that's the hardest part like just missing out on things sometimes you know just making the choice of hanging out and, like, doing fun things
1: or, like, being, I guess, the boss or something. So John, do you, do you agree with that or do you have a different No, um, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say about, like, the hardest part of my job of owning a business is uh, my son. He he's does it. He sports every sport you can think cool. of. He does yeah. it. So, and I coach. I'm the head coach of his football team, and uh, it's just hard juggling Like my family and everything I got to do with home and uh, my kids' events mainly. That's the main thing. I'm trying to work on that right now because, you know, it's hard to get people to work. And for what I do, I got to have a crew on my Mm -hmm. truck. And it's hard. I got a crew, but now I got two trucks, so now I got to have two crews. So it's just hard juggling what I got to do at home and all these sports events and work. Basically.
3: Can I just add that that actually is, like, one of the hardest things is finding people to work. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many people that want to work, but at the end of the day, like, especially when it's your own business, like, you care so much about mm-hmm. it. You're so picky about, like, who y- you want to work for you because they're yeah. going to be a representation of your brand and, like, what mm-hmm. you've built. So it's really hard to find people that really care enough that want. Like, it doesn't even matter, like, how much yeah. you're paying. At the end of the day, you can't, like, just money doesn't buy Care like with people that would want to, you
0: know, learn. What would be the solution to that?
3: I don't know. (laughs) Let me know because I'm telling you, like I, like if I hire someone, which I have been in the market, um, you know, to hire a couple new laser techs, and it's like. I will say I'm so grateful because my job is like it's really not that hard like it's just it's it's very simple it's very straightforward you know like you could work x amount of hours a day and like make really good money so the money is not the issue like I will literally like I told people I will pay you like $100 an hour to to work or $70 an hour and it's like people like I've had them come in for interviews I had them like test it out like maybe bring a client and see how they do it and it's like people will like I don't know like it's crazy like they don't want to be told what to do like even if they're doing something wrong like you know it's a very expensive machine (laughs) it's a very expensive machine you got to be really careful you got to be really safe you can make someone go blind like you can make yourself go blind like if you're not careful so it's like I'm so careful and like anxious so it's like I'm literally training people like on how to do it and they're just kind of like okay I know and I'm like you don't know. Like, I'm di-
0: I mean, I, like, I, I didn't, didn't do a bad job. You didn't do a bad job. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, that's why you never got back to the, uh, <laughs> the phone call, yeah. right? <laughs> But yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I thought, yeah, I think that she, but the question was do you see the solution, I guess, in that situation? Do you ever see a solution or just straight up you're going to have to deal with um, whoever it is that you're going to have to deal with?
1: No, I, I don't just deal with anybody. Else. <laughs> yeah. I, you know.
0: It's gotta,
1: your own thing. It's this. This is what I, I put everything into this, so I can't just hire anybody. I got my, I got so many people that want to work, and it's like man, they going to see this too. there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of people that want to work, but it's like I just can't just bring. Oh, I can do it. I worked in the restaurant. And I worked over here. And this, but I learned my lesson because I have had people that came in and like, oh man, I'm. Pff, don't worry about. it I got it. And then they grabbed a spatula, and I'm like. Go, yeah, Go cut an onion, bro. Go cut an <laughs> <a> onion. <laughs> you know, so I just, uh, another thing, like she said, nobody wants to be told what to do. Yeah. I keep, my people I keep, I got to know you. Because first off, I'm dealing with money on my truck. And yeah. if I got to know you. I got to be able to trust you. And I got to be able to tell you what to do. You know, I got to be able to tell you like it is and you not get all, you know, butthurt and get all mad. Because if I, you're working with me, we got a relationship for years. I don't just let people. I just ran. Oh, I met him a couple of years Hey, you want to work with me? No, I got to know you for a long time, so if we get in an argument, we're good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's I tell mess. you what to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, shut up. I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing, all right? You don't know. What, mm-hmm. yeah. Somebody else off the street, you can't do that. Because right. then you ain't got nobody working for you tomorrow. So it's like, yeah. I don't like... Experimenting with people.
3: Yeah,
1: I keep all my like. I like. I got family that works for me. My mom works for me. My sister works for me. My brother works for me. My wife works for me. Um, like lifelong friends. Like my boy here, I know him twenty years. You know, he works for me when he can. He he works full time, but whenever I need help, the people I go to, I know them, and I know they could do what I need them to do. I don't have to worry. Yeah.
0: That's, that's some great advice, too, by the way, when you're looking for people. I mean, uh, First of all, the hardest part about owning a business?
2: I've never missed any of my son's games until recently, and it's because mm-hmm. of the business, yeah. Um, you gotta. Sh- I think the hardest part for me is saying no to clients. Like, if I'm yeah. busy, I'm having a full-time job mm-hmm. be- teaching, and then, like, sometimes I'm bending myself backwards to make, you know, be able to be there for people um and it's crazy because when you don't send when you don't go yourself to events people are like oh why aren't you coming to set up Well, why are you doing it for me and you know i have uh, like three people that i can trust that can do an event um like certain parts of the event if it's like just a picnic uh, you know style or whatever because they've been with me since the beginning <laughs> seeing see. me do it over and over again <laughs> and the thing is it's crazy because my son ends up being the one helping yeah. me too you know what i'm saying the other day he was like, "Mama, I could do it by myself." I was like, "You can't drive, <laughs> but no, you can't do it." You know, but um, just in the heavy lifting, putting like packing and unpacking. I hate that part the most. Mm-hmm. Packing and unpacking. But other than that, meeting new people, um, seeing nothing from to something like literally like seeing it come together. Um, you know, I love doing theme parties. I just did a Harry Potter one. I just love I thinking of all the details, yeah. like the groovy, like just I just love. Seeing the the clients face when they come see it, like when when we do our vision board, and then they can, you know, when it's a a big event or whatever. I don't know. It's definitely saying no to clients and um, staying organized and missing out on family. Like I missed the, I didn't go to the beach with you guys, so because I had an event. You know, it's just like
0: her. And
2: when I woke up, she's like, "Must be nice." (laughs) The thing is, is that what keeps me going though. I know how you guys are saying like what make you know what makes it easier, is knowing that right now people need me and I'm doing it and it's you know yeah. I'm I'm stacking whatever getting myself together. There's gonna be a day where I can't, you know, so you know they say sleep when you're dead. No, just
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, I that's the same thing. People are always like, man, you, during Ramadan I was doing Ramadan and I work in the neighborhood right, so I, my son goes to school at nine o'clock. I wake up at eight to get him. To school by nine, you know. I'm I'm the fun parent, so we go to breakfast and all that, you know. Because I work so much, so I don't get that much time with him. I probably won't see him all day, you know. He'd be asleep when I come home 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So um, I take him to school eight o'clock. I wake up, gotta get to the neighborhood to start the truck up. All right, I had people working for me, so it's like I, I'm maybe two days out of the month I went and took a nap, you know. But I really can't take a nap. Uh, I sit around the truck, here. you need this, you need that, whatever. Mm -hmm. Might go lay down for a minute, for an hour or two. But then I'm over here, after I close in Detroit, Ramadan, I was over there 11 to 3 in the morning, and then I got to take my truck back to Detroit. Like, I could leave it here, but if I take it back to Detroit, then my crew can just start the day off, and I could come in at 12 you know I don't have to rush so man I was sleeping 3-4 hours and yeah. they're like oh man you gotta sleep I'm like yeah I'm gonna sleep when I die <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sleep <laughs> sleep good there you go there you go how was it the business in Ramadan by the way um it wasn't bad I didn't uh I didn't advertise too much because I know yeah just uh, it was hard like yeah. I said I was getting three hours of sleep so I was like man I'm just I'm not gonna advertise so Literally much because when I did yeah. advertise it went crazy, and then I was like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't do this." Like yeah. I dealt with this all day, and then I had to come out here all, all night, night and deal with it. And then I only got one helper with me majority of the time at nighttime, you know, because everybody worked all day. So it's like, man, I'm stop advertising. Just mm-hmm. they know I'm here. I just posted on my Instagram, Facebook. Hey, you know I'm here. If you catch me, you catch me. If not, I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't bad though. I can't complain. There
0: you go. There you go. So <clears throat> moving on from the hardest part. What's the best part of owning your business? And I mean, I, really okay, think I answered both. Um, it's okay. So, But we can start off with you. Do you want to add on to it? What is the best part about owning your business? meeting
2: new people and being able to bring someone's vision to life. Literally. It makes you feel good. I'm not going to lie.
1: John wants to have the money. <laughs> <laughs> and the money. No, <laughs> it's, money. Not, it's not even all about the money, yeah. man. It's <laughs> just about, like, when I started, I was, the world, I was coming from a... Uh, Amazon, man, and I, if you work for Amazon, that's like slave work. Oh, yeah, I
3: heard so that. So
1: that was like, I, I'm done. I'm not working for no... body. Peon, you know, I'm working, <laughs> for, working at Amazon. I'm like, man, I'm working for a peon, dude, and he's telling me I'm out there delivering 5,000 packages a week. That's crazy. And the last couple of times I worked for a week, and I am like, oh, yeah, we messed up on your check. uh I'm like, yo, I got a $50 check. I mm. delivered 5,000 packages this week. Yeah. $50? Okay, and then they did it again, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. So it's so, like, you know, I'm taking a leap of faith, and bam, it worked. But that's that's it right there, not having an answer to nobody, man. If I don't want to work today, you know, I don't do, like, she does clients, and she has her appointments and stuff yeah. like that. No, I don't do it like that. I mean, I'm not going to take off an event. If I have an event, I'm doing an event mm. no matter what, but... If I'm working five days a week on the food truck, hey, if I don't want to open up on Tuesday, I can't open up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, that's... I finally got it to where I have enough people. Like, I'm here and they're over there working. Like, you can pull up right now and get some food if you want. And I'm over here doing a podcast, you know? <laughs> that's amazing. a good thing. And I don't have to worry about nobody's telling me you didn't do your job like this. You know, I got to deal with a couple customers once. I, I Like, not trying to toot my own horn. I don't get... I got a five-star... Review. Oh, you go to Google. You check me out. I had probably two bad reviews on Google, but you can go on there and read. Like that's just somebody that's bitter. (laughs) I I had somebody like make a fake Instagram, and they said they said I sold them liver instead of steak, and they posted it on my page, and everybody was like attacked them. Like you're stupid. Like if you don't know the difference between liver and you know, steak. Like, what people were telling them, "What have you been eating? Lunchables your whole life? Hot <laughs> And then they said, hey, "They're like, uh, I got food poison. And I said, "Man, look, if you really got food, if I get food poison, I'm not going to make a fake page and give you a bad review. I'm going straight to my phone. Hey, John Ortiz gave you a bad review, not somebody that doesn't even exist. Yeah. I'm like, look, if you want to come at me, come at me. Step up. You know, let me so know. You're hey. Interested. Exactly. <laughs> Say it with your chest, man. What happened? what happened? Talk to me. And it was just somebody that obviously didn't like me. So that's the only reason I got a bad review. Yeah. I really don't get and bad reviews. You're going to... Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's my... I tell my workers, man, like, they'll call me like, somebody's going to call you because they said this plate wasn't as big as the one in the picture. And I was like, I don't give her shit bro like don't call I don't care it, what do you mean to call me for something like that because well I paid this much for this food and I, I wanted more okay you wanted more <laughs> I don't like pay more money you know it costs you know some, some people they put, they put a picture up and maybe they said hey I want a triple threat but add salmon to it and they're like they don't know that they paid $15 extra mm. so hey my plate doesn't look like his plate my boy got this plate, boy your boy paid $45 and you paid $25. Yeah. Your plate's not gonna look like your boy's plate, buddy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna deal with people like that, but I didn't even tell them. They get all paranoid and they call me like when I'm not there. Somebody's in. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. keep not going. everyone's with gonna day. like you. Yeah, sure. everybody's not gonna like you. You're gonna have them type of people. And, and the more yeah. people you have, the, you know,
0: the number <laughs> might go up a little bit. So, there you go. Ayana, best part about owning your business?
3: best part of owning my business I would say is um it feels really good when people trust you you know like when people trust you enough to like really open up to you like you know like literally see them again like I said in the most vulnerable position anyone can really be in I would say it's that too it really is like a therapy room I mean like sometimes and you gotta understand it's like not everybody oh like you know like whatever, like little hair. Like, no, I have a lot of clients that come that have like diseases or like medical issues, like, you know, where they have a lot more hair than what they would really be comfortable with. And it's, you know, it's, it's really hard sometimes to see people that when you see that that's something that really they struggle with, like, they don't want to leave their house because like they have facial hair, they have something going on. And when you like you know when they start to see a difference and they start to feel like so confident and like come back you're like you just feel so good that you're really like making a difference in someone's life so i would say it's that and also the therapy thing like sometimes like i have a lot of moms that come in um and i think it's so beautiful i have a lot of like yemeni like middle-aged older moms that come in and this is the first thing they've ever done for themselves like literally like, i'll say like oh like do you do this? no the first thing that they've ever actually went in and Paid for it to do for themselves, and I just feel so honored that, you know, that, and, and happy that they're actually doing something for
0: themselves. Yeah. Self care. Self care. Yeah. I mean, nice to see them doing it, even though it's a little later uh, yeah. in their lives. It's nice for them to recognize it. Hopefully, maybe that's their kids that's pushing them to. Yeah. Go out and take care of themselves, and I'm looking at you, Sada, because I feel like we haven't heard too much from you. Have uh, any comments? Yeah, you can <laughs> comments. Any other comments you want to throw? Because we're about to actually, believe it or not, move on to the last final question. You have any other comments you want to say? Or? Um, I need
2: to try his food, and I need to make an appointment. <laughs> another appointment.
0: It's uh, two months, and I haven't made an appointment. No, I was thinking about it. to let me. There, there you yeah. go. All right. So, um, my final question is. What advice do you have for someone who, I guess, wants to open up their own business but are having a hard time taking that next step? Someone that uh, has their eyesight on opening a business, you know, but are afraid to make that move, John. And so I'm going to start off with you. I'm looking at you, John, first. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for someone that, you know, is stuck at Amazon and
1: doesn't think that they want to take that leap of faith? (laughs) Run. 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 All right, there you go. But, um... Yeah, if you're stuck at Amazon, run. But if not, uh, I don't know. My main thing was, uh, like, actually believing, like, you can do it. It It's something I always wanted to do, but then when I got there to the point to where, like, okay, physically I can do this, but can I really, like, mentally can I really do this? I was like, you know what? Might as well. When I was, uh, like, I told you I wanted to do that when I was 17, you know? I always told myself, all right, I really don't share this with people. I was like... By the time I'm 30, right, with my life, I wasn't thinking when I was young. I wasn't thinking about oh, tomorrow I might not be here. I was just thinking I'm gonna be here forever, you know. Yeah. So I said, Look, by the time I'm 30, if I can have me a business that's actually doing, you know, good, I'll be happy. I was 32 when I got it. So my main thing is like, don't give up. If you want to yeah. do it, if you if it's if it's something that you really want to do, you love. Like she said, figure out a hobby. You if you figure out if it's a hobby you're going to get tired of it. You know, it's, it's going to be like, man, forget that hobby. People get tired of hobbies and stuff. You got to find something that you really love doing that is going to bring joy to your heart. You know, like when I, my reviews, man, they, that's everything. When somebody comes, like a lot of people that come to my truck, they'll come back the same day. I had a guy heading downtown last week. He went, took his walk, ate his food, and came back with his whole family the same night. Like I got people who do that all the time. And that's like the ultimate compliment. Like, yeah. They didn't wait till next week, to they around. They came all the way back, the same day. So, yeah, that's my thing. Like
2: We've, we've mentioned it on the podcast before, how we want our uncle to open a food truck. And I think you and him need to have a conversation. We need yeah. to motivate him, because he's a truck, really man, good cook as well. At, know, that's the best
1: and, decision I ever made. I was going to do semi, but food truck is where it's at. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. he works in Chrysler, and that's safe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But... He's, he's talented, and he loves, like, the same if
1: you concept. Can, if, yeah. Yeah. When you were uncle. talking, I was just like, that's literally, like, I hear Nishwan. Yeah. My uncle. I was, yeah, I was scared to take a leap of faith, but sometimes it works out, and I'm thinking, like, I'm sitting on the edge, like, man, should I do it? Should I not? And I was like, you know, what? I can do it now. Let's just. So, oh, that, that's what happened. I had caught I had caught Corona. So my main decision why I was, like, take the leap of faith was because I left Amazon, right, I, I wanted uh, um, to do the unemployment, right, I was like, you know what, I'm a pre-diabetic, my son got asthma, I'm not, they don't care, Amazon, they don't care about that corona, they sh- coming to work, who cares, I don't care, if, even if you had it, I, they really didn't even care, like stay away from people type stuff, if you got symptoms, so when I left there, I was like, you know what, I'm filed for unemployment. And then my boss, uh, three days later, he was like, oh, um, yeah, we don't have no room for you on the schedule. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm filing for unemployment. I get it, you know, they fought my unemployment. But after that, I was like, you know what, man? I caught corona for after leaving there, and not wanting to catch it with Amazon. And then I was like, all right, when I caught corona, I was I was scared. I didn't get sick at all. I didn't get, like, I had, like, all the symptoms, but it was like one day I had this symptom, then it went away. The next mm-hmm. day I had this but I was scared, I, my, my wife wouldn't let me in the house. I went and had to get a hotel and stuff. But I was like, man, I, you know, never know what's gonna happen. So shit, might as well just take that leap. And then if I'm not here next year, I can at least I can say, hey, I tried. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something I didn't live my whole life and then pass up on that one chance where you want to try to do something that, and damn, I'm here, it's what, 18 months later. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. How about you, uh, Ayana? What advice would you give to someone who wants
0: to open up their own business but are having a hard time taking that next mm-hmm. step?
3: I would say it's definitely more... First of all, I want to nishan like, as much food that you guys post it or, like, tell me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to try it. Like, he really does need to open a food truck. Or else, so I'm just going to tag along. in your next But I would definitely say... Um, Wow. Okay, so when I was struggling, like, mentally, like, I didn't know if I wanted to start my business. I was really scared. Um, I had actually talked to uh, Ja'a Dahoud, makeup artist, right? Really really famous, like, she's amazing. Um, <laughs> she caught me, like, crying on the treadmill at the gym, literally. Oh, <laughs> I was at the gym. <laughs> I was crying. She, like, walked up to me. And then I think she said something along the lines of um, just, like, if you're scared to o- to open a business, then you should, you're should. you not you shouldn't be a business owner because like being a business owner you really got to like have you know some confidence in yourself so I feel like the people that want to do it it's more to do with them that people that want to do it that don't do it it's more to do with them than it does the business like it's not the vision it's not the idea it's not the business it's more of um you know like they're not as confident in themselves so it's like when you're confident with yourself and your product you know it's good you know that you're giving the best that you can give then you know that's when you're ready to 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 really do it. So, um like in and, and it happens to all of us. Like I'm sure like w- with you doing like a new event, like maybe you have like a little bit of anxiety like maybe it's not going to oh, hit God. today or maybe it's not going to be it like be
1: Saturday, man. Yeah. I, I got anxiety too, so yeah. it's even worse.
3: I just got the keys today to Cosmo, and I was so excited and I was like, ooh, like you know, it's double my rent. Literally, it's like more expensive, more <laughs> yeah. overhead. I got like this fear. and I'm like, ooh, like, did I make the right decision? So it's like, it's always life. Is you're always gonna have like doubts. You know what I mean? But you just gotta you gotta keep going. Great, great risk, great reward. You know, it's yeah, always it's sure. always gonna be worth it in the end. It's always uh, a lesson. You know, for sure. It's either li- like like. Again, like my dad, like I've always had. Thank God, I've had him. I've watched him like close, like twelve <laughs> fail <laughs> with so many businesses. But he was so resilient. Like with, okay, like you tried it. On to it, the next. On to the next. Like you know what I mean. So it's nice.
0: I've got the same question for you. By the way, great answers from everybody so far. Uh, pressure's on you now, I. been able to match up the matchup, what they just said.
2: So um, I was always the type of person that's like, you need to go to school. You need to get a degree. You need to get a job you know, yeah. and um, the crazy part about it is that, like, uh, being in my, you know, 30s, it was the first time where I f- felt like I could actually do something, you know, for myself, and I kind of, like, regret all the years that I, you mm-hmm. know, stayed, I was a para for, for seven years before I actually became a teacher, and they were, they weren't paying me any, like, it wasn't yeah. a lot, you know what I'm saying, I was living with that amount of money because it was safe. And then now, like, you know, I'm, alhamdulillah, mashallah. I don't want to, like, myself. Like, I can make in a weekend if I actually push myself, I can make what I make in a month as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you really have to sit here and think about yourself and, and what you can do and your talents and, and try new things and, and uh, you know, be about it. But I feel like a lot of the times people like to tell their friends or their family about a, a business proposal or a business and then they shoot them down and then oh, they, yeah. they let it go. Um, so I have a quote, you know, I just came to my head yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, bees don't waste their time explaining to flies that honey is better than shit. <laughs> my language. So sometimes your vision, yeah. you know, is not something, someone else, you know, another person can like see it cause you can see it. You, you can have that full vision and they don't see it. And then yeah. by hearing them like put, like put it down, like who's going to, like, I mean, I had family members telling me, mean, who's going to want a picnic? Yeah, who's gonna want like? Oh my! God, There's so many people doing decor. There's yeah, so many. We
1: suck at that. That's that's like the greatest thing because I'm horrible at like date planning and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. There I would you go. So much yeah. rather to give you some money and say, "Hey, plan <laughs> help my me survive the life. Money. Make me look good. Make me look good."
2: So it's it's gotten to the point where I actually. Not only do I decorate the event, like, I'll give them the games. Like, if it's a baby shower, I'll even provide the games. I'll literally, like, whatever they need, you know, for that event yeah. to make it go smoothly, I'll help them out. I just don't do food. I don't cook, so. <laughs> yeah. um got to get a hibachi. That's they, no, there dude. you go. I just don't do food. Like, they try to tell me, like, I'm like, uh-uh, I, I don't do food. Yeah. Like, she said. I set uh, up everything for you, but I'm
1: not food. You said, you like, about telling people, explaining people your goals and stuff. Uh, I read something not too long ago, like, a year or two, a couple years ago. It's like a scientific fact that if you tell somebody your plans, your brain tells tells you that you're like I'm content. I told him I was going to do it. I don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I read on that and I was like, you know what? That's Mm -hmm. why I procrastinate so much because I I tell, hey, you know I'm about to do this, and it's like, okay, well when are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? And I thank God for my wife because she's the one. She put my name out there. I had no choice. Mm -hmm. It was like, look. I've always been a businessman, you know, I always know I wanted to own a business, but it's like, all right, now I got something that I thought was really unique for my area where I'm at in the neighborhood, and I was like, man, I can't let this slip through my hands. I got everything to do it now, I just gotta get up off my butt, you know. Go do
3: it. Sorry. Really quickly to add on to what you said about even, like, rejection. Like, not everybody's going to see your vision. Not everybody's going to agree. I
2: was thinking that. I
3: had, so like I said, you have to be contracted with a doctor in the state of Michigan, and they kind of oversee your clients with you. Um, I had, like, I, I, I had everything. I already had my license to work. I already, you know, ha- basically I placed the order for my machine already and it's coming like within a month. So it's like I have to start making it's, it's a $60,000 machine. So it's like I ha- I gotta start working so that I can like pay for this machine and every doctor that I would go to to basically present to they would turn me down. So I had like four doctors that said basically like we don't want the liability we don't want to work with you. So thank God, Dr. Saleh Musleh he's my overseeing physician. You know, he saw the vision. He knows my dad really well. He saw the vision and he was like, you know, I have been waiting for somebody to walk through the door with the vision and just do it. He's like, I tell my daughter, I tell my wife, I tell every. So he's like, the fact that you just like, you know, if you're going to hustle and if you want it, like, there's going to be an opportunity out there for you. So he saw the vision. It's like, I could see 100 clients a month, 130 clients a month. But yeah, like, if someone doesn't see your vision, which there's always going to be people who won't, like, there's going to be one person out there who will. So, yeah, don't yeah. give up until you find that one person.
1: <laughs> see, on that topic, what she just said right now, like, when I wanted to do my little food trip, I know I could cook. So the thing in the neighborhood is they have these gas stations that got kitchens and stuff. There's a gas station that we've been going to since we were 10 years old. It was an old beat up gas station. They knocked it down, rebuilt it. They put a kitchen in there. They were just sitting there. I said, hey, man, uh, you know, what's up with the with the kitchen? You know, well, ain't no offense to you guys, but they're Arabic. It's an Arabic. Just, I don't know what, kind of, what they are. I think they might be Yemeni. But um, they were like, no, we're not. And then I come in next week and they got a Yemeni guy in there showing them around. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm about to, about to get it." Oh, okay. I get it. And then uh, I seen the guy in Dearborn. What happened over there? Man, they wanted this much, this much. Okay, next week I go in there. What's up with the kitchen? I went in there for months. They kept telling me, no, no, no. I kept going in there and seeing them show the place.
2: To other people, only, it only it was only uh, Arabic, you know. Yeah. And it
1: was like, I was like, okay. So I told the guy, like, I ain't, I ain't Arabic, you know. So you guys can't. Oh no, it's not even. that, It's not that. The day I bought my food truck, the day I bought my food truck, I went in the gas station, and I was like, yeah. Get y'all, get y'all. Get y'all. Um, Make sure hey, You know what, so what I'm saying there, I pulled up to the gas station I'm gonna get gas I'm pulling up to this one right here. I pull up <laughs> With the food and truck? The guy, With the food oh. Truck. Oh. <laughs> The guy says uh, First thing he says to me Hey bro You wanna um, rent it back We're gonna do it next week We're gonna finish it out I said man I just spent My life savings bro I ain't paying y'all I, I tried to give them people $10,000 uh, Deposit I said, I know what I what I'm gonna do is gonna work. I give you a deposit, you know, and I want to sign only if I can sign a year lease, you know, because I don't want you to. I did it before with my boy, and he kicked he. I did what I was doing, and then he gave me the boot and had somebody else come in that I had helping me. And try to do my own, my recipes and stuff like that. So I was like, the only way I'm doing it is if I'm signing a contract. Yeah. They're, no, no. I try to give them big money to hold. Like, here's a security deposit because I know it's going to work. You know, you don't got to worry about nothing. Man, the day I bought my trailer, they're like, oh, you want the kitchen? And I was like, psh, I was so happy to tell them no. And (laughs) now, since since, since I've started, they've had three businesses in that gas station. None working. They can't sell nothing. They had a guy come in there. Never, he was he was older. Every guy, never really cooked. He didn't cook, but he had an idea of bringing shawarmas there. Mm. He didn't have the shawarma thing. He just had meat and put it on the on the pan and stuff. Couldn't sell a sandwich out of there. They had two other chicken places. Man. They're just sitting there all day, and not, nothing's happening in there. And they're like, they well, see you, don't, the vision. you don't want this? And I'm like, bro, now nah, I got two food trucks. <laughs> you know, I don't need you at all, man. I don't want nothing to do sounds with like, it.
0: Sounds like their mistakes. Definitely their mistake right there. Sure. And by the way, my wife has said, I love her quotes on the shows. Yes, we miss Avi's quotes. Avi <laughs> usually uh, gives us a quote or two um, on the day, so. Definitely enjoyed that. Well, believe it or not, this is the time for any final words, any last closing remarks. Ayana, if you want to say any last closing remarks, John, uh, anybody saw that, this is your opportunity. Did you want to say something, Anna? Um,
3: just thanks for having me on the show. I actually have a podcast. I, I did one episode, and I never did it again. So it's really hard. It's, it's hard to do. So props to you for you know continuing this and very doing consistent. it. I'm yeah, I'm being very good. consistent. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. And
0: we definitely can have you come on a show. I know this is more about talking about your business. I'm sure you would like to come on a future show to talk about any other hot topics happening in the community. John, <laughs> did you ever have any other... Closing statements you want to um, say. How people can reach you. By the way, that's, by the way, we're gonna come back to you on that. How can people follow you and reach um, you and stuff like that.
1: Uh, we got an Instagram and we have a Facebook. So our Instagram is uh, hibachi underscore me three one three. And our Facebook is a little bit different. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing when I made it. <laughs> I'm I'm, old. I'm 33, so I don't know about... I was trying to make it look like, oh, these people do these pages with all these underscores. Yeah. Put too many underscores. Our Facebook is uh, Hibachi underscore meat underscore 313. Well, if you search oh, yeah. up Hibachi meat 313, it'd be yeah. one of the
0: top ones popping
2: up.
1: If you look up, up, up Hibachi food truck... Listen, mine is... I'm 32, mine
2: is... Pick underscore. I <laughs> underscore
1: <laughs> underscore. <laughs> underscore <laughs> see, yeah. but yeah, I just want to say thank you Sometimes for uh, having us come out, having me come out, yeah. be a part of this. Uh, I remember when you started this, you know. So you yeah, guys came a long way. You said thirty-six shows. Yeah, it's been thirty-six. That's right. crazy. It's it's crazy. Been it's time flies, nice. man. Time flies. How can people
0: follow you, by the way, Yana?
3: Jador. Dot laser.
2: On Instagram. Nobody DM me for
0: appointment.
2: There's a link in my bio. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I pick a day, So P-I-C, like picnic, underscore A, underscore date. And the only reason why I have been that many underscores is because the names are taken. So, like, yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah. copy that's a good work, everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah keep up the great work again this was episode 36 of the table talk podcast uh we talked about some unique small businesses that are around the community hope you guys can support support small businesses support any businesses in around the community and especially the ones uh that support the community as well so go ahead Evan.
2: so if you have an idea do your research do your research do your research and um you know if you're passionate about it just do it don't overthink
0: yeah, yeah. Just do it like a Nike. I asked you, right? What was your advice? Did I ask you that or no?
2: You probably did, buy. I Okay, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just, right. thought it just
0: like wanted that. to make sure. All right. all right, But yeah, with that said, again, uh, you can watch this on Oz Media's YouTube page. You can listen to it later on Apple and Spotify Podcasts under Oz Media. We'll be back again next week, Monday. Uh, it's going to be a Would You Rather, so we're going to talk about some different topics that are happening, and we're going to kind of debate them. So looking forward to that. Again, thank you all for watching. We will see you all next week. We hope you all have a great rest of your day and go out and enjoy the sun and uh, enjoy some time with the family. Have a good one.